Hi, my name is Brandon, and thanks for listening to The Audio Artist. I've been playing guitar and singing for about 17 and a half years now, and I want to take basically everything that I know and teach it to you so that you can become a better songwriter yourself. Whether you're a beginner, intermediate, or advanced, it really doesn't matter. These are just a bunch of tools that I've learned over the years that you can add to your toolbox that'll help you out in a bunch of different ways. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy. Thanks for listening to The Audio Artist. Hey everybody, I just wanted to let you know that The Audio Artist is now on Patreon. If you wanted to come visit us and support, go to www.patreon.com forward slash The Audio Artist. Every dollar goes to supporting the channel, um, helping me make podcasts and getting me better equipment so I can record more lessons for you guys. So if you want to support the channel, go again to www.patreon.com forward slash The Audio Artist. Thanks. Hey everybody. Prepare yourself for once again you are about to hear another episode of The Audio Artist. So, what has been happening? Well, a lot. I've been working like a crazy man for the last week and a half. Um, I've picked up a lot of overtime at my day job. And um, forgive me for the squeaky chair. My situation is not ideal. But yeah, I've been working a lot of a lot of hours at work. Um, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, which I shouldn't probably be doing, but I do it anyways. And uh, trying to educate myself, keep myself sharp, and even, you know, maybe learn something or two. And I've been thinking a lot about music um, because I've been writing some lately, and uh, I had some stuff I wanted to talk to you guys about. And I hope you guys would be receptive today. Because I got names to drop. Well, at least names of bands. But yeah, before I get into it, um, I just wanted to do a couple updates for you guys. Um, even though I basically give you the same types of updates every week. I'm going to do them anyways. Um, I'm still working on my interviews. I am still working on uh, some of the other content that I have for my podcast. Except I haven't been able to work on it as much lately because of work. So... I apologize for that, but I will have some stuff out for you um, that's a little exciting, should I say. Dare I say, actually. But yeah, um, yeah, just being busy has got my mind working a lot. Um, I've been listening to a lot of stuff about Alexander the Great and greatness and what it is to be great. And I think a lot about the Beatles when I think about greatness because for whatever reason... I always think about the Beatles when I think about just amazing bands because I spent a pretty decent portion of my younger years listening to them and just being completely enamored by how they played. And just the biggest thing for me, I think, has always been how their music always was, like, different. Every song was different. The amount of variety that was within each song was insane. And at that time, I I listened to a lot of different music, so don't get me wrong. I've listened to a lot of variety at that time, but the Beatles were just, like, the cream of the crop. So I was trying to think in my head, like, why or what is it that they're doing that makes their songs so amazing? And um, that got me to thinking about, like, just the parts and structures of a song. So I was going to talk to you today about that, exactly. The different parts and what they are, uh, basically, what they are in the song and how they are to correlate to real life and you writing a song yourself. And I had some examples. Um, I'm gonna mention them out. I'm I'm not a hundred percent certain on the copyright laws 
for playing actual music on my podcast. So forgive me on that one. But um, in the future, when I figure that out, maybe we'll actually hear some of the music. But I'm going to at least throw the names out there. So yeah, um, songs are broken down into different parts. Uh, we, uh, we know this. It's, it's pretty common knowledge, even if you don't play music, even if you've never written a song, even if you are 11. Like, you probably know what a song is generally consists of. There's the verse, the chorus, there's the bridges, pre-chorus, intro, outro, etc., etc. So those are all, like, the little pieces that you can place together, link together to create a song. Um, the order that they're linked is basically to be your chord progression and the layout and structure, the skeleton, so to speak, of your song. Now, if you're an advanced player, obviously this episode might not be for you. Um, but if you're a beginner, intermediate, even, even an intermediate person, I mean, if you don't really sit there and think about your fundamentals, about what, what's going on and what these parts are intended on, and I, and I really loosely say intended, because, I mean, a song is a song. It's going to be, if you can do it in the way that you do it and nobody else can do it that way, then you've got something. So use them how you will um, and take what I say with a grain of salt, please. So songs are juicy. Fundamentally, in and out, they are juicy. And a juicy song to me usually has like a good intro. Um, I mean, not always, but a lot of the best songs that I've heard and some of the most powerful songs, they have this intro that builds, builds, builds into the song and it just blows you into a paradise of just everything that could be a paradise for your ears. So the introduction of the song, the intro, um, the great buildups for a song. I'm going to name just a couple of my favorite intros. Um, if you are around my age, you will definitely recognize this one. It would be The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. Super awesome, just like rhythmic acoustic guitar rolling into the song. It's like got this really folky Fleetwoody Mac sound. Obviously, it's Fleetwood Mac playing it, but super folky really down south it's like you're in georgia on the porch and you're just hearing this kind of thing and you're just like and it pulls you into the song it's super powerful um another example for a great intro for a song that everybody knows and people joke about it for guitar players and stuff is stairway to heaven by led zeppelin super recognizable introduction to a song and and not only is it recognizable but like I mean, well, I guess this is fundamentally what recognizable is, but, I mean, anybody knows what the song is the second the song starts. As soon as that boom just starts. Bum, 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 nah, nah. You already know what it is. It's just like, like some uh, Beethoven or something, you know? Moonlight Sonata, the first chord struck, you know, you already know what, what, what's going on, you know? So that's another just excellent introduction. It, it, it builds you and pulls you into it. It sets the frame, really. I mean, that's what it does, is it pulls you into this, this, this atmosphere. It pulls you into the environment of the song. It sets the frame, the vibe, the entire, just like, the, the presupposition. I don't even know if that would be the right word for it, but it just it, it presupposes itself and brings you into the the vibe that the that you want them to go into so like obviously you know a song with a really slow you know stairway to heaven vibe is going to bring you into a more melodic slow rhythmic kind of song you know it's going to be a little bit softer you're not going to go into black dahlia murder but you might i mean i've heard also black dahlia murder or bands like that kind of do stuff like that too 
But yeah, it's just a powerful intro. It's slow. It doesn't need to be crazy. It doesn't need to build up. It doesn't need to make... It doesn't need to be insane. It doesn't need to have all this energy. It can be the slowest, most gentle, this build up into a song. Um, another great introduction that also needs no introduction would be uh, Rooster by Alice in Chains. That's just fucking cool as fuck. Like the sweetest, most fucking badass introduction. Just intent guitar playing. I mean, it's just it, it just delivers exactly what you are gonna feel going into that song, and 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 the rest of the song just satisfies and it, it delivers, you know. But it, what a, what a great introduction! Um, it, again, it sets the frame for the song. Like this is pretty important to a song, and and, and it doesn't need to even be that long. Like a lot of songs just go right into it, and some songs that is a good introduction for itself because that's the meaning or the what the the artist intended on doing, but. I like a song that has a little bit of an a little bit of an introduction at the very least. Just kind of set the vibe, set the feel. I want people to feel kind of a certain way when they go into a song. So those are just great examples of a few introductions. And and you know, next time you hear a really good introduction when you're listening to a song, you know, pull out your phone or whatever and and note the song and the artist's name. You can learn something from a good introduction. The next part of the song. Um fundamentally one of the most important parts of a song and also one of the parts that people tend to get frustrated with because for fuck's sake the lyrics don't ever come until until they just randomly do but this would be the verse um this is like the bread and butter of your song this is the story this is uh the point that you're delivering this is well the point but the basically the story the synopsis of what's going on um you are basically telling the story of your song with your verse. You can think of any song, any single, any song that you like, that you know the lyrics to, that you like the song the lyrics to, and that's just a great example for a verse. I don't even need to name any songs. Um, I mean, fucking any song. Uh, Yesterday by The Beatles. Uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall, anything, it doesn't matter. The verse of those songs, they tell a very specific story, and the words that they choose are very specifically chosen. They don't just throw the words together and hope they work. They spend a very, uh, uh, probably decent amount of time putting those lyrics together. And if they don't, and it comes right out, which I also believe happens often, um, the lyrics were just ready to go. Like, they were already there. So, I mean, the verse is an incredibly important part of your song, and I feel like one of the most uh, important songs and often most overlooked that people don't usually tend to go back to once they've written them out. I feel that you should definitely go back to your verse, and when you look at your lyrics, maybe simplify or see if there's any way to deliver your message any clearer than what you're already um, doing, and, and see if you're even delivering your message. See if there's anything that's uh, going to pull people off the point or the... You know, pull them off the, the trail. Because the last thing you want is for someone to get lost when they're listening to your song. Like, right right there in the verse, right in the beginning of the song. So, um, yeah. Put some time into your verse uh, verses of your songs. Your first verse, your second verse, your third, however many verses you have. I tend to usually stick around two. Three is getting to the four-minute mark in, in the way that I write songs usually. But it doesn't matter, again, in terms of, in terms of length of time for a song or anything like that. My main point for the verse is to... Go back, edit it, maybe edit it once or twice if you need to. And sometimes, again, when a, when a song comes out, 
in minutes sometimes it's ready to go like it's there it's it, sometimes they don't make a hundred percent sense there's songs out there on the radio that you can listen to right now that don't really make that much sense and you just listen to it but they sound great and it works and whatever but either way i i, I feel like a, a decent little at least a breeze through and maybe just like a couple alterations if if need be are important uh a part of making a good verse to a song um you're going to move into your pre-chorus next. Uh, and, and, and what the pre-chorus is, is it serves for a transition point between your verse into your chorus. Now, they're not always necessary, uh, but they are pretty awesome. There's a lot of songs that use pre-choruses in them. And again, um, what I like to see them as is like when I'm using a pre-chorus in a song is it's a generally a pretty like... The way that they always happen with me when I'm writing, I don't usually write a pre-chorus in the first shot. It's usually after I've gotten the song already down and I've been playing it for a while and I'm like, man, I just kind of like feel like there needs to be something else. So I'll start fucking around with it and then a pre-chorus will kind of, I'll start developing that and then and then eventually, you know, maybe, you know, however long it, you know, it takes me to write a song, it might be a month in or two months in or whatever. But once the song is fully instilled and I've been sitting there playing it in my head on repeat, you know, or whatever for two, three, four weeks, however long it, it's in my head, I might throw in a pre-chorus. It's not generally something that that is, is written right off rip. Um, sometimes they are. Sometimes a song comes out right perfectly like that, and that's awesome, and I love it when that happens, and if it happens for you every time, please teach me what you're doing. Pre-choruses are great, um, but again, they're not an essential part um, for an, a song at all. Um, I mean, really, it's... I always say this, and I'm going to keep saying this in, until the day I die or my hands fall off, but um, a song, I, I feel the best way to write a song is just kind of give it what it needs. Like, the song is going to tell you what it needs. It takes time to learn this, but I, I really feel like sometimes I, I'll, I'll hear a song and I'll be like, ah, it needs less, and then I'll, I'll take out something, you know what I mean? Like, you'll, you'll hear it. You'll hear it in your head when you're playing it and you're driving to work and you hear a song on repeat that you wrote and you're just, it's just rolling through your head. You'll hear it. So, the next part of the song that uh, everybody's going to always say is probably the most critical and important part of the song, even even more so than the verse would be, da 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 the chorus. The fucking chorus. This is the quintessential part of a song that is modern nowadays, is we got the hook point. This is the catchiest part of the song. This is the part that you're going to repeat. This is, generally speaking, the part that you're going to remember right off rip. You might hear the song once and you'll remember it. It might go through your head for weeks. This is the part of the song that plays on repeat in your head. So the chorus is generally, you want, you want this to be fucking on point. You want your chorus to be right in their face. You want it to be powerful or not powerful. Whatever the song requires... But for whatever it is, it needs to be the best at that of what of whatever it is. It needs the best be the best of whatever it is. So if if your song requires like a nice like, you know, your song is more potent during the verse and then it and then it drops into this chorus that just loses a bunch of instruments and it's just one little like faded little guitar or something like yeah I don't know whatever. You know, do that the best way that you can do it. And that is going to be done by experimenting, uh, figuring out other ways to play the music or sing it, et cetera, et cetera, until it is the strongest way that it can be delivered. And that's that's the most important part. Uh, if you can deliver a good chorus in a song that's going to repeat in people's heads, then you are going to 
be remembered. People are going to remember your music. And it, I'm sure there's a lot of songs out there that are great, you know, and I'm sure you've heard songs that were great that didn't really have that good of a chorus. And most of them, you probably, can you name them? <laughs> you know what I mean? So the chorus is pretty important. Um, whenever I'm just jamming out on my guitar, many times just sitting there drinking with my friends back when I was like in my early 20s and I'd pull my guitar out, I'd start playing songs. Sometimes I would just play the choruses and everybody would sit there and we'd just sing choruses because everybody knows the chorus. So take that and take it with a grain of salt as well because, again, music is music and it is art and art can be changed and it's up to the person who's making the art to deliver. So... So once you are, you know, you've gone through the verse, you've gone through maybe a chorus, you've gone through your pre-chorus, you've gone through your intro, all that shit, you know, to set it all backwards, which is kind of a weird way to lay that out, but you've gone through all these other parts of your song, and you are about to maybe roll through it for your second roundabout, um, you might want to throw in a bridge. Um, and a bridge is going to be the change up in a song. It's going to be a, a notable difference in the... Uh, maybe the tempo, uh, the actual signature, the key, the chords, etc., of the music itself. Uh, the Everything is going to change for a minute, and usually it's going to be still kind of in the same key, but it's just going to be a different. Um, a, a decent um, bridge that you can think of would be like uh, in John Denver's Country Roads. This is an old example, but you have like the... Um, West Virginia. That's the verse. And then you got Country Rose, take me home to the place. You got the chorus, and then you have the bridge. I hear her voice in the morning out as she calls me. That part, that's the bridge. That's That's the whole totally different part of the song that sometimes I'll change a song at because I don't like the bridge or other times I love the bridge because it's such a good part of a song. Sometimes it's critical for a song and sometimes I feel like it could be snipped out and it's unnecessary. So I don't feel like a bridge is something to be added in lightly and should be considered before you add it in. Sometimes it's critical for the song. There's a some people might refer to it as being like if you're telling a story that might be like the aha point in a song it might be the point where you where the the story transitions uh the resolution is found maybe the change the theme is struck uh of the song that you're generally trying to convey that's the bridge um a bridge is a, can be important it just really depends on if it's necessary in the song to be honest so use that however you will um but a bridge to me isn't i don't use bridges that much but i use them sometimes um uh what i'll usually generally replace in lieu of a bridge is going to be just an open part where i might throw like a uh, like an overlay of another guitar like a solo you know i might put a solo over it or i might put some like uh I don't know, uh, humming or not humming, but like, uh, ooze and uh, I don't know, whatever, you know, something to fill in that air, you know, but it'll be something generally, uh, just like, I don't know, just like a solo part in a song, but you'll be playing like the, uh, maybe the chorus, uh, music over or the verse music over, but there's going to be no lyrics on top of it this time or completely different lyrics on top. And that's going to be generally what I would consider to be my bridge. Sometimes I change it up. It just depends. Again, I'll say it for the third time in one podcast. It depends on what the song uh, requires. You know, 
Some songs don't need a bridge. Sometimes the bridge is unnecessary and adds too much and almost even takes away from a song. And I, again, I've, I can't count how many times I've listened to songs where I love everything about the song but the bridge, and as soon as the bridge hits, I change the song. So if you want someone to listen to your entire song, then think about placing the bridge into the song before you put it in. That's all I got to say about that. Now we're going to walk into another area of the song, uh, which could be, in my opinion, because I love, love a good outro, um, is equally as important as a good intro. But it doesn't need to be that crazy long, but I definitely do love a really long outro, especially ones that get super instrumentally or just break down into one just like really like gentle acoustic kind of thing going on or a piano or something like that. So I'll give a couple examples of some really good outros that have stuck out to me over the years. Um, let me see here real quick. Um, for any metalheads, if you like uh, bands like um, Killswitch Engage or Trivium, um, All That Remains would be another band that was kind of in that area of, era of uh, 2008 to 2012. They had a song called Weak Willed, and it's like this crazy, crazy metal song. And, you know, super heavy. Loved that song when I played metal on my uh, electric and stuff back in the day. And at the end of the song, it just breaks down to this. All it is is just like a, a rim hit of the drum. And then this super chill, clean electric guitar with like your two guitars that are just harmonizing over each other with like these like howling lyrics kind of going on in the background that just kind of are more of an ambient effect versus being like a more of an upfront of the lyrics. It's just kind of like in the back, it's meant to be like an echo in the background of a lyric kind of going on. It was super great. Great outro to a metal song. Loved it, will love it anytime that I hear it. Um, another good uh, one would be The End of Glycerin. Um, that's also another super really good one. Um, that would be in the 90s era. There was a few songs that ended kind of in this realm where they would change it up a total, like almost into a different style of music and end the music. But it would go on for a little while. And it would just like, uh, I, I really can't even put my finger on what the end of that song is. It's a completely different song, but I really like the way it ends compared to the rest of the song. So now we got a bunch of different examples of different parts of songs uh and why they are important and why i feel like they might uh be more of an optional thing um that you can use or at least uh you know put in your head uh, in your database of you know uh different ways to look at things or not different ways to look at things but um just definitions of what they are if you're a new person who's playing or writing music then remember these i definitely think the optional things are always optional to consider but in a lot of songs I, I would like to say there's definitely a lot of songs that do not have bridges and don't have pre-choruses that are generally like very notable pre-choruses um and when i bring up like the pre-chorus for example on this one i'm kind of referring to like a a, a more dense obvious uh change of everything in the tune when you're building up to that chorus <laughs> instead of let, like maybe like a, a note or two notes that might just kind of or a walk up or something that walks you into the chorus or something like that but either way i guess both of them would be considered a pre-chorus in that in, in any context but so yeah you have these different uh you know uh parts of a song you place them together and there's a lot of different common ways a lot of the you know people do the uh intro and they get the verse 
and then they got the chorus, and then they got the verse, and then they got the bridge, and then they have the chorus, and then they have the verse, and then the chorus. Well, that's that's kind of the pattern that I use for a lot of different songs. And there's, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say it's like, you know, you have to follow any specific um, pattern, you know. I like to play a song out on my guitar, and I'll grab my guitar, and I'll sit there, and I'll be fiddle-farting around it for a while. I'll come up with something that I like a lot, you know. And I might sit there for, you know, a, a week and kind of mess around with just one part of the song. It might be just, like, the part that I would, in my head, I'd be like, I've kind of noted this. Just a mental note, this is the verse. Probably going to be the verse. Unless I come up with something that sounds more chorusy in terms of lyrics to lay over top of it that fit really well. Then I might switch it up. But let's say I mentally noted it as being a verse. And I'll be messing around with this thing. And then and, and in my head, you know, I'll I'll hear another part you know, hear my guitar kind of flown in the next part of the song. Like, it was already written. Like, oh, this is the next part of the song. I love this part, you know. If you're hearing a song, and I'll hear the next part, and then I'll be like, okay, well, let's see. How can I recreate that, those notes? So I'll kind of let that kind of go on in my head, put my fingers where they need to go, find out where they are, play the notes, build it like that. I'm letting the song in my head, the way that I like to do it is I'm, I'm letting the song kind of flow where my head naturally just kind of automatically is going to hear it go and then if it works it's awesome and then once i've laid out the entire skeleton of the song and i've got okay this is fundamentally going to be my verse chunk this is fundamentally fundamentally my uh chorus pattern this is fundamentally my uh intro my outro yada 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 i i can pick and choose where i want them to go now it's almost like you're on a daw or daw or whatever you want to call it and you've you've uh you know I don't if you have experience doing this, but you've made, you know, a multi-track with a bunch of different pieces on it, and you, you have it set up literally like to where you have the verse chunk, and then you have your green uh, chorus chunk, and then you have your red verse chunk again, and then you have your orange, you know what I mean? Like, and you, you've set them up like that. Well, you can do this with your hands on your instrument, and think of your pieces like that, and you're going to piece them together just like a, almost like a modular song. And you're going to piece it together where it needs to go. You know, I need another verse here. Well, I need another chorus here. Well, maybe I might do two choruses in a row. Well, if we're going to do like, oh, the little two chorus in a row thing, you know, maybe add a little bit of oomph to the second chorus, you know. Bring the power on the second chorus. Build it up so people really fucking remember it. Like, it's been powerful the whole song, but you're really going to just let all the fireworks go now. It's going to be the grand finale. You're going to get this big, super powerful chorus at the end of the song, and then it's going to phew, just drop right down into just the intro music again, just that, that gentle guitar. and just flows into that, and just flows, flows, flows. And you're like, man, that was a fucking orgasm in my fucking ears. <clears throat> Outro. You know what I mean? You're hearing it as it goes. That's 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 what I like to call intuitive writing or intuitive uh, songwriting. And if that's not the right word, maybe we'll come up with something else. But for right now and for this specific episode right now, I'm going to be referring to this as intuitive songwriting. This is the act of letting the song almost write itself. You're, you're playing a part that you come up with. You might even have a couple different parts and you're going to hear in your head where you feel the most natural part of where that song is going to flow to. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to flow like water. It's going to go take the route of least resistance. You know what I mean? 
And I mean it literally for me, every time that I write a song, I, I, I do this. And this is just one of the most fundamentally like basic things that I do that I, I, I literally probably do it every single time that I write a song. I, I let it write itself for the most part. I try not to let it, I try not to clog, uh, you know, or block the way or clog traffic or anything like that. I just try to like, let it be what it is. I'm gonna put it together and then wherever the song takes me, I might get like a rough skeleton of how the song was put together, you know? I might get my layout. I'm like, all right, well, I got the intro part here. I'm gonna do this eight uh, for eight um, measures. And then I'm gonna do the chorus here for another eight. Or I mean, not the chorus, but the verse for another eight. And then I'm gonna jump into this thing and then I'm gonna jump back to another part of the verse and I'm gonna jump into the chorus instantly. And then I'm gonna go into a verse and then I'm gonna go into a pre-chorus that's gonna build up for four measures and then blow up into a big ass chorus that's gonna be uh, 12 or eight, eight, 16 measures or something. It doesn't matter. You're, you're going to have all those parts, and now you can chunk those parts and break them. Oh, well, I'm, I'm actually going to... Wait, hold on. That doesn't sound right. You, you play it out. You're recorded. Ugh, that doesn't sound right. It's too long on this part. I think I, the lyrics are actually... When I sing these lyrics, I feel like there should be an extra part on this, this, and that. So, And this is all me just shooting hypothetical shit, and you're like, this guy's just saying, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. But it's literally how it goes. That's how I write. That is my my process. That's how I think, and and I'm and I'm trying to pass this this idea on to you that when you're playing your music, play it or hear it. When you get it to a point to where you're like, "Ooh, that's catchy. I like the way that sounds." Hear it like it's already a song, like you're playing a CD on your or not a CD. Well, we're not in the fucking '90s anymore. Uh, play it like you're listening to it on a playlist on Spotify. You know, like the next song popped on, and it was it just happened to be this song that you'd never heard before. Oh well, deep down in your mind, you knew that you wrote it. And you're going to let the song play and see kind of what it sounds like. That's all you're doing. It's not a hard concept to grasp. When you hear or listen to music, if you've listened to music, if you're, you know, again, my, my main audience of like the 30, you know, 30 to 35 year old dudes, 28, 29, 30, whatever. You've heard enough songs in your life. You know what a song sounds like. You know how a song sounds. You know what would sound weird. And especially if you've been playing a, an instrument, you know, you, you know what, what doesn't sound like it's in place. And if it doesn't, you know, look, listen to people, you know, ask people, you know, go on to one of those, um, you know, groups on Reddit or whatever and see if there's any Discord that you can join up in a group like that. I joined up one, um, it's like an indie, uh, indie music group or something like that. And we rate music and, and then they rate our music. And I, you know, I get a lot of views for that, but I also get a lot of really, really good insight where people might, might literally say, Hey, you, you did this part. I think this sounds like it drags on too much. And I'm like, okay. And I'll listen to it. And I'm like, man, it, maybe it does. So I adjust it little teeny adjustments. And eventually, you know, your, your song might change the layout completely. The skeleton might change a little bit, but eventually you got this really nice looking piece here nice really nice song you got most of it recorded now you can kind of lay there and you can sit there and listen to it listen to it again you have you have the skeleton exactly how you want it to lay out you know and now is the part where i will sit there have that record i don't care how if it's rough in my room and it's recorded just a guitar part make sure it's at the right speed if you have vocals that are already well uh, recorded or whatever or can do them put your main vocals on there, you know, get them recorded so you can harmonize and learn some harmonies in your car when you're driving to work. You know, take the music itself. If that's all you have and you're just coming up with lyrics, play it on repeat. Do the lyrics, do the lyrics, because at this point, another critical, really crazy thing's going to happen. 
the music is written, but oh man, my lyrics are fucking, I feel like I gotta change the music a little bit because they need to fit the lyrics because there's certain lyrics that I think would be better off if I put something in there musically that would enhance them, you know? So your music's gonna evolve around itself. You know, your lyrics are your lyrics, they're your words. All you're doing is you're throwing them out and you're, you're throwing this music out. And these are things that came all from you, which is really fucking cool. God damn, I love music so much. But yeah, you came up with these really great ideas. You have this good structure of a song. You have these good lyrics. You place them together and the lyrics demand more of the song. What do you do? You you adjust that structure of that song. Nothing, you're not married to any type of song. You're not married to any way that it's laid out. Um, you're not married to anything specifically of the song because it's still in its infancy. Let the song develop as it goes. We have these intro. We have a verse. We have a pre-chorus. We have choruses. We have bridges. We have outros. We have all these basic tools. And I'm sure there's other ones that I didn't even mention, but I'm mentioning the main big ones today. These are pieces of a song. They are, they are tools and parts of this painting or this, this, this thing that you're creating. Knowing them more intimately is going to help you create a better song. Understanding what they are, the purpose of what they are, their, their purposes in songs. Hearing them used in other people's music so you can kind of develop a, a more of an appreciation for what's going on. If if you if you didn't know any of these terms prior, when you're listening, you know, to your music in the car and your headphones or whatever, break them down. Break these songs down into these chunks. Do it tonight. Do it after with this podcast. If you have a pen and paper around or you have a computer or whatever, um, you know, pop on some of your favorite songs. Your 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 favorite playlist right now and go through your top five songs on that playlist. Break every single song down into what part it is. It's easy to do. Break it down. Lay it down into the order that they have it laid out in. Look at your songs. See where they are similar uh, with other songs that you like. See how they all compare to each other. You know, write down the key nuances that you see of each part. And another part would be compare them to your own music and see if there's any similarities or any differences and note them. This is going to help you develop better songs. Like, there's reasons why certain songs stick out to you, and there's certain reasons why you have written in the way that you write. You have influences from music that stuck out more than other music. So let's capitalize on it. Figure out what it is about your favorite music. And, and you can do this not just with your favorite playlist. Obviously, branch out. If you want to do this more, do it with other um, music that you would listen to, like your top in your life songs, you know. The, the ones that have stood true for the test of time. This is important. Those specific songs are specific songs that changed you fundamentally in the way that you um, write, in the way that you perceive music and, and how it affects you and how you're, as a songwriter, trying to affect other people. I feel like the songs that you have in that list of the your most important songs, break them down see how they're structured, see what their artist, you know, felt was important, you know? Compare, adapt, develop, and, you know, cultivate your own craft with this. These are fundamental building blocks that every single musician has access to. And if you're not seeing 
your song in movable pieces, then it's time to start looking at them that way because your song is generally a chunk of moving pieces. And and as far as I know, I don't think I've met too many people who just write one piece of music and just stick with the end result. So never be married to your music until it's done. Until you are just like, you know what? I'm I'm done putting myself into this song. It's time to move on to the next song. I'm ready to record this and put it onto an album. So, yeah. I mean... Do with them what you will, but keep them in mind. They're pretty important and uh, you know factors and fundamental keys that you need to just keep with you for your songwriting days. And remember, when you're uh, you know writing your music, remember to figure out you know which part is which. You know, um, sometimes a a chorus part, you know, the music part for a chorus might be served as better a, a verse or a bridge. You know, mess around with the music move the lyrics around on top of the music and see if they fit in a better spot. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you can do this. Mess around, experiment. That's the whole entire process of this. So that's what I had for you guys today to think about. Um, another thing that I want to do is I want to throw a little plug out there. Um, I'm going to be working on a Patreon here soon. Um, if you guys want to, I'm, well, I'm I'm not going to really do it that soon because I have to set up all the leveling system like that for the levels and all that for any of you guys who would be interested in donating uh, or supporting uh, the audio artist. I would love to do this full time, but obviously that's going to, you know, maybe not obviously, but that's in the future for right now. I'm here to work my day job as well because they need me there as well. But I'd like to do this more and any any uh, money or any funding helps support this channel and helps me be able to spend a little bit more time doing this so I can eventually produce higher quality content, better quality audio, and all that fun stuff. So um, I did want to let you guys know that I will be uh, um, releasing a pod, or not a podcast, but releasing a Patreon here soon for you guys. And um, once that's going to be coming out, when I get sooner, I'll be uh, releasing a little bit more information for you guys and uh, stuff about the tiers. Um, I'm also um, working on a WordPress website that I also have for the audio artist that's going to have a bunch of its own content that will be separate from the podcast. Um, just stuff that I'm going to be writing about that I feel like I'd rather just be writing instead of talking if I'm maybe not near my phone or whatever. But it's going to be separate stuff and maybe even more um, information, just breaking down more about what some of the episodes are having for um, some of the questions I might get from you guys. So outside of that, um, if you guys have any uh, questions, you guys have any suggestions for future uh, episode content or material, or anything that you guys would like to say, reviews, comments, please leave them where they go. Um, please leave five-star review if you like the show. That really helps out my podcast get heard by more people. And the more people who hear our podcast gives us more likely a chance to hear some badass music in the future. So until next time, keep them pencils moving or them keyboards typing or them fingers clicking on your phone typing that music. And until next time, thank you so much for listening to The Audio Artist. Hey everybody, I just wanted to let you know, if you really like what I'm doing and you like the show, please leave a five-star rating. It helps the show jump up higher on the charts so more people like you can listen. My goal is to get out there and get more people to write better songs so we can have better stuff to listen to. So if you're on that same page, please leave a five-star rating. It helps out in more ways than you can imagine. 
Another thing, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or overall just want to talk to me about music or anything in general, please feel free to comment. Please feel free to send me a message or anything of the like. And also, don't forget to follow. Thank you so much.